very special episode of Yeah, We Read It. I'm one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm also one of your hosts. My name's Laura. And today we are discussing the first prequel in the Maze Runner series. It is The Kill Order. And it is a special event because for the first time ever, we have a guest in person with us. This has never happened Oh before. my god, we've never done it in person. We've only Ooh. done virtual. We've never done virtual person. Should we, <laughs> should we introduce the guest or should we have the guests introduce themselves? Please welcome our special, special guest, guest, Nate Todd! Hi! <laughs> yeah! I think we do really good on the prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel Hell like yeah. that was really, really um, well well choreographed by yes. us. I felt, I felt yeah. brought into the space, which is yeah. great. And awesome. You're supposed yeah. to be welcome, so. Great. I feel welcome. <laughs> and for the listeners, I'm uh, I'm actually friends with these two, so. Yeah. Or so he says. Oh, yeah. Origin Story is buddies for a while. Yeah. Buddies yeah. for a while. Buddies for a while. Buddies for a while. Um, buddies, for a while buddies forever. Much like the buddies yeah. in this book, <laughs> we are also buddies. Um, and that's, that's the only relation I can yeah. make. Um, but boy, is James Dashner a little slut for prequels, because his third one just came out in the end of last year. Whoa. Maze Cutter. Maze yes. Cutter. And Maggie and I are not going to read that one, listeners, because you know what? we didn't really think about it. I actually think that it is a sequel. I looked it up briefly, and it's like the Maze Runner, but set in the future, and instead, they are on an island and not on a maze. Hmm. Wait, so it's like another trial? It seems like it. That seems unfair because I want to see what happened to Brenda and Thomas. Mm, yeah. yeah. My BPD <sighs> queen. She's got BPD, I swear to God. Brenda? Yeah? BPD awareness. Okay. <laughs> okay, I just thought you were going to like back it up with some evidence rather than just doubling down. <laughs> no, no. Here I am also the resident psychologist. I thought the maze cutter would be about like the guy with shears just going through and doing the lawn maintenance in the maze. Galley? Yeah, Galley was a builder. Yeah. I think that was, was Zart the gardener? <laughs> Zart. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who's Frypan again? He's the cook. He's the cook, that's right. Yeah. Frypan's also our favorite scientist. <laughs> Yes. Frypan is. It makes a lot of sense. His name after uh, that scientist. All right. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, I think we have to dive into the kill order because we're talking a lot about our favorite characters from the original Maze Runner trilogy. <laughs> and listeners, we have to tell you that they are not in this book at fucking all. In we fact, oh sorry, what were you gonna say? I was. In fact, probably some of them aren't even born yet. We don't even know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't really understand what year it is, yeah. where in the, 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 the existence of it all is. We do get a, a weird little, like... Epilogue. A, a, pre, a prologue and an prologue. epilogue. Yeah. One with Thomas and Teresa, and one with just Thomas, which was very bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. The prologue is very long. It's just Teresa kind of pondering Thomas, and he's about to go into the glade. The swipe. Yeah, he's getting mm-hmm. his swipe. His memories are going to be Getting the gone. swipe. He's about to get thrown in that box. So weirdly, it's actually a prologue to the first book. Yeah. Because it's literally right before he gets sent up there. Yeah, you know? so I have no idea why that was thrown in. Because I was like, okay, interesting. Where is this going? And um, it, it did I never got that answer. Yeah. Nope. Never got that answer. Instead, we are meeting a whole new group of characters. One <laughs> whose namesake, Mark, will be our protagonist. Oh my god, Mark's also the name of my landlord. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Mark's also the name of one of my best friends. And I gotta tell you, that Mark is better than this one. Uh, mine mine is about on par with this one. <laughs> I, I grew up in the mountains of Colorado, and every dad was named Mark. Yeah, Mark fact. is a dad name. Yeah. Um, Mark is a useless character. Can we all agree on that? Oh, absolutely. I, he never takes action once in this book. 
No, he no. He literally follows everything. Alec, who's another character we meet, um, and Alec is a war veteran. Um, and he's very, he's the most interesting character in this entire oh, book. absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to re- read this book from his eyes That's and his eyes That's why I texted yeah. Maggie. I was like, this is, should have been told from Alec's point of view, because it's way more interesting. I imagine him as a G.I. Joe doll. That's basically it. He's G.I. Yeah. Alec. So Alec and his his second character, his his little buddy Mark, they wake up in a small hut. Yep. They're in a hut and they're cold. <sighs> yeah, and we we get some just kind of details that like you know they've been kind of doing this routine in their little um, you know hut that they're waking up in. They're fighting for survival. We find out that they're in Appalachia in North Carolina, um, and they're they're. Having to really scrounge from the earth now. This isn't yeah. their normal lifestyle. Yes. It's about like, what, two or three years after the big? It's 13 years prior to um, Thomas going up in the maze. Yeah. Oh, 13 years life. earlier. But it's three years after the big flare. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the sun flares have des- just decimated the world. And they're kind of out here surviving with two other people. Lana and Trina. Yeah, and they're a part of a whole little makeshift town with other people who are able to find, you know, resolve in this little area. Um, we also find out that Trina, um, it's after her 16th birthday, and she was able to save some books because she's a reader. Uh. Boy, does he nail this interaction. He goes up, he hugs her. We can't really tell what they are. We never get an, uh, an answer. Um, Trina, blonde hair, green eyes, superior breed like me, I wrote down. <laughs> Reading a book. She's hot. She's intelligent, which I get it. The struggle is real. Maggie's uh, a Trina stan, clearly. <laughs> I'm a Trina stan. You know, she's also pretty useless. Which, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, uselessness gonna... matters in 2023. I'm useless. I will say, I, I, I read the back of the book, y'all, and I was like, oh, Mark and Trina. And then Trina, like, du- disappears for most of this book. And oh, I was yeah. Like, oh. In fact, yes. I think all we learn about her as a character is in this first couple of chapters and it's basically yeah. oh I'm the plot device that motivates the man through love and, and the I end. flirt with him and yeah. even more embarrassing so they ran away together three days after her 16th birthday and Mark indicates he's pretty upset with Trina because she had a crush on this John guy and she quote only took a chance on him after the world ended Come on, yes. buddy. He's like, yeah. it only took the decimation of the human population <laughs> you know, for a girl to notice. Trina just me. needs right. to. Trina just needs to take him out back and say, "Hey, you were the last choice. You gotta. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta be blunt." Yeah. I, I feel like being honest with people will that would actually help him survive longer in this. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic exactly. world, yeah. right? Like. Toughen you up a little bit. Exactly. exactly. Clearly never got bullied enough in the real world. There are some other high schoolers here who could have the opportunity to bully Mark. Darnell, Toad, oh. Misty. And don't get too attached to them because none of them have any distinguishing <laughs> qualities and they all die immediately. Uh, there's also Lana, who we find out was a nurse with mm-hmm. Alec in the army. Yeah. Um, but uh, she is both younger than Alec and older than Mark's parents. So... That could mean anything. We're going to mostly stick with Mark and Alec through this. Yeah. And the plot kind of takes off because there is engines in the sky and everyone is kind of out of sorts because, you know, birds don't usually come into yeah, this part of Yeah, they're Asheville. hiding. Yeah. So yeah. this is weird. And people are pretty excited about this. They're like, okay, maybe we're getting rescued from the helicopters. Yeah, they're like, this can only be good news. <laughs> You know, whenever I hear darts, I get excited. You know me. I love it's darts. It's the same thing when you hear a plane overhead. You go, they're coming to save me. Yeah, but... And they are not. Five guys in hazmat suits come down, and like Nate said, they have these guns that they're just shooting darts into the crowd. 
You'd think, like, um, they would have, like, a better, like, tool if they're trying to, you know... The TLDR listeners, we learned that this is the, f- the first iteration of the virus, but we'd think that they should have, like, a better way to spread this, right, than a fucking dart. Like, wouldn't they have, like, like a little, like, like a virus bomb that they could do or something? What like they do? Yeah. They literally have to be at close range to shoot, and, like, and later we know that they have a dissolving gun that's invented... And yeah. flat transes that can teleport them everywhere. And now they just have fucking blow darts <laughs> in the beginning of this book. You would yeah. think it was That's destroyed. Like like one of those like weed whacker, those, the things that shoot water. And it just kind of brains mist over Yeah, like everyone. a super soaker. Yeah. That yeah. would be a better way to spread a virus. Or like, you know, like Agent, Agent Orange was like something you inhaled and would like kill you. Would it just make sense to like do a gas? Yeah. And like... Since I'm in the mail come on exactly so uh, the listeners what maggie nate and i are all saying is we all have way better ways to spread a deadly virus that's Mm -hmm. going to destroy humanity than james dashner did um on page 18 to 27 in this book (laughs) also as someone who's been to Asheville, great city there are a lot of trees and a lot of mountains maybe pick a city where it's like not as easy to hide just like from from darts i don't know i feel Maybe pick a plane. You could probably yeah. do that, but they are not going to survive this. There's um, bullets getting rained. Mark has to carry Darnell because Darnell gets shot with a dart. Absolute chaos. Whoa, that was a hard sentence. Wow. And you, you killed it. Thank you. He's carrying him with Lana and Trina. They're running closer to their little hut um, with Toad and Misty in tow. But the berg is kind of lower to the ground now. So there's fire kind of raining everywhere. Yeah. Um, and in all of this chaos, the most interesting plot point, um, and the most unnecessary plot point happens. And instead of everybody going, hey, let's, you know, run for cover, um, Alec has the bright idea to find a grappling hook and find his way onto the fucking ship. And there, this was not explained well. Even Mark exclaims, why are we doing this? And Alec goes, if someone threatens your home... You go after them. And you want to know what they do? They fucking get on this ship and then, like, demand that they take them back home. It's pretty nuts. Because Alec has harpooned himself up there. Yeah. I imagine Mark is just holding on to the end of a string, just, like, dangling. Did yeah. you see that video on YouTube of that person getting airlifted out of the mountains and the thing is, yeah. like, spinning really fast? That's kind of how I imagine Mark. Trying to get on this plane. Yeah. And they get on pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, they get on the door narrowly closes. Um, yeah, they chase this one guy that's shooting darts with them to the cockpit. And then the moment they're there, Alec is, like I said, demanding that they take them back. And it's like, then why'd you fucking leave? Mark, in this time, stumbles on a box that says, uh, contains highly contagious darts and that's indicating to us that, yeah. okay, this is how the flare starts. Yeah, and then, um, and, and their demands to the pilots to drive them back to where they came from after they, um, you know, illegally boarded their ship. Um, the pilots almost become possessed. Yeah. Yeah, and then they crash the ship, so... He's like... The, the pilot, they, they, they're interrogating them yeah. about something, and instead of answering their questions, he's like... I'm just going to crash this plane yeah. into the mountains. Yeah, it's described that their eyes kind of gloss over. So I yeah. think this is the first inklings of Wicked being able to do mind and body control. Ooh. I did not even think about that. Yeah, that's, oh, what, yeah, I, I, that's what I inferred I thought he was just like, no, nah, I'd rather die than tell you my secrets. <laughs> honestly, that makes a lot of sense because they were not only like, I can't tell you, the lady flying took yeah. them down and... 
I mean, it's not not a good situation at all. I mean, also, why would you want to? Yeah, why would you want to kill yourself in the plane? I mean, I might if I just unleashed a deadly virus that was going to kill me anyway. So. Right. I guess that is true. Suicide mission. So the Berg plunges downward and something hits Mark's head. And the thing about Mark is Mark likes to get a lot of concussions in this book. (laughs) Yeah, Mark loves to dream in memories only. Mark is rolling with the CTE by the end. And Mark has a flashback of sitting and daydreaming. Oh, Mark likes to dream and hit his head in this book. Yeah, yeah. He's daydreaming about Trina and being obsessed with her and whatnot. And they're kind of neighborhood friends for a while, which, you know, you don't want to fuck your neighborhood friends. And he has this beautiful line I wrote down that says, quote, how could he have known she'd turn into this beautiful thing with the hot body and dazzling eyes? <laughs> Wait is... a minute. Nick put that on my Valentine's Day card. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh my gosh. He took it from a poet himself. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. This, this book starts to be told in almost like two paths, which is both flashbacks and in what's happening in the present time. The flashbacks being what led them to get to their little safety village that they're in mm-hmm. um and i will say i really don't think we need the, the device of um dreams to be the flashbacks i really think we could have just had some chapters being flashbacks and some chapters being the present day he like adds it into mark's character where he like hates sleeping or he hates yeah. passing out because every time when he does he goes to the flashbacks he's like reminded as if, I know. Like yeah. every time he goes to sleep. And I love sleep. that his flashbacks are always chronological in a way kind that makes convenient. sense to the reader. It's like, okay, disposition. Right? <laughs> I know. Imagine you're writing a book about your life. It'd be nice if every single night I had a dream that was like the day before the last. <laughs> like, oh, thank God I just had my dream about like my senior year after my junior year. Otherwise, I've been so confused. Mark's dream is about they're planning the school break, way too obsessed with Trina, and the lights in this underground tunnel. I assumed they were on a train. The go train out. under, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Trina's stressed and then some guys trying to pry open the doors of the train jump out the whole group goes one way and then mark and trina are like maybe we should go the opposite way so they start walking away which also seems dumb like i would follow everybody else yeah yeah they hear some screams and then there's just um this open clearing of all of these bodies that are burnt Bloody naked from a, uh, I think from a crash train. Oh, from Flair. It's from the Sun Flare. So this is when they start. Honestly, these flashbacks were written in a way that were a little confusing to really get the full picture. Mm -hmm. Is this the one where, so like the solar flare hits the Earth and a tsunami happens, right? Or is that the okay? And then doesn't like his family is also killed. In oh, that flood, sure. right? Is, the, is it it's this flashback not, or is that a different flashback? So it's not explicitly said how his family dies, but it, he does say when he's looking at the burned bodies, he can't help but like worry that something like this has happened to his mm-hmm. little sister and his parents. Mm-hmm. But I will say it was, ex- I read it four times to be clear because it did sound like his like parents and sister were in that pile up of bodies. Okay. Really? Oh. No, they weren't in there. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying it was confusing and mm-hmm. it seemed like that, but he was picturing how scary it would be if it was the case yeah because when the flood came they like had to wait two weeks to even look for bodies and so he like at that point he says like he had no idea what where his family was okay yeah yeah. but this is just this is just the first 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 one yeah Yeah. luckily he has some clarity in his dreams which is better than reality because he's waking up he's got his first concussion (laughs) thank god they've both woken up from this ship crash completely fine i know seriously the computers in the Berg, they're all shut down, but they need to find a work pad. So they see the coordinates of, like, whatever the person's headquarters who was flying the plane was, and it's, like, 50 miles away, 
And Alec wants to go that way after they go home to check and on again, everyone. And again, why? We don't know. I don't know. So they go back home. They get back in town. And it kind of smells like death. It's stinky. It's a stinky town. Alec is trying to save as many people as possible. But he's like, we need to protect ourselves first. We can't help people if we are dead. And if you doubt something about anyone, just go back. If you think they're sick, go back. And there's at least, like, 20 people dead. Yeah, and Trina rushes over them and is like, oh, thank God you two are back. Mark, I missed you because that's my only character quality. Um, let me take you to where Darnell is in his little prison shack right now. He made me put him in there because things are not going well. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Which, honestly, good for Darnell. Like, honestly, yeah. Got a self-quarantine. You know, it's a, the, to understand your mental health in a way that you know you need to be institutionalized is fantastic. Um, and we love Mark Darnell for that. But Mark goes up to the, the little wooden boards in this and is peering through, trying to kind of gauge what's happened because, you know, they're given a lot of information of what they missed. Because mm. they were gone for three days. Yeah. They had to mm-hmm. do a three-day trek, yeah. which I love how they're like, it took two, it was two Two-day walk, and then, like, a third Yeah, day. Like I you, it's, In a know. sentence, it took them two days to get back. And now the town is in shambles. And boy, does it smell. Yeah, they really missed a weekend. That's what you get uh, for a weekend up in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, Asheville. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, But uh, he essentially watches Darnell slowly lose his mind, and then Darnell does kill himself yeah darnell just kind of hits his head against the door until you know the inevitable happens which is you die that that's just this this book was very violent yeah this book was really violent yeah i think this book was a symptom of the last book where james dashner was like i have a movie deal and i can write a bunch of action scenes whenever the fuck i want mm. uh, but nobody was gonna make this into a movie because it's not interesting enough um to do that yeah Trina's really upset about this. She starts crying. She doesn't want to hug. She's like, don't touch me. She's like, because we all might be sick. We shouldn't touch me. Which is honestly fair. And they retrieve Toad and Misty and Lana. And they're like, Darnell is dead. And, you know, we gotta go. We know that people have been showing symptoms within two to three hours. And it's an outbreak. Yeah. They're like, we gotta leave. But Misty, oh no. Misty. She's like... Um, I'm ready to leave, but guys, my head hurts. Is that weird? Because Darnell and everybody else who died have that exact same issue. <laughs> and the voices in my head are telling me some crazy stuff. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's so like, mm, actually, maybe I should stay behind. Um, so basically, Lana, Alec, Mark, and Trina all leave. Toad stays behind. Which, thank God, I was so happy they started killing characters off because I could not keep up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was too much. Too much was going on. Um, but they, they are off into the woods, and they've decided they're going to follow to the directions to the address on the work pad. Which, again, why wouldn't you just kind of try to run away from the people that just killed your entire village? We don't know, because they don't have any weapons or, like, even any, like, food or really anything. So, again... The logic here is not explained. I was very confused as to, like, the motivation for this. For going to find who spread the... Yeah! Like, what are they gonna do? There are four people. I really don't know. Why not just relocate yeah, Exactly! To That's what I'm saying. Why not just, like, go be like, okay, maybe let's go just, like, run. Yeah. It would make sense if they, like, maybe if they kidnapped someone and took them, then it's like, now we're chasing someone. But then it's also like, okay, why did they kidnap that one person? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But Mark is about to have another dream again. Our sensitive dreamer, Mark. And this is when they are going through the tunnels. They um, realize some guy is following Trina and him. And 
It's like three men being really gross to Trina. Someone steps out of the darkness and beats up these three guys. And this is when we uh, are introduced to Alec in the past when Mark and Trina met up with him for the first time in the tunnels. Um, and that's, I'm pretty sure that that's just that, where that's, the dream that's ends. That's where the yeah. dream ends. Mark wakes up in a cold sweat and Trina's like, what's wrong, Mark? I'm here for you. That's my only quality. Um, and they decide to, <laughs> and they decide to kiss and break their little quarantine. But then in a wild turn of events, Toad knows exactly where they've been camping. And he starts like creeping up and Mark's like, Toad, what are you doing here? Um, and then Toad just lays it on thick y'all he tells them that he's sick too uh that he was talking to misty through the door because she's his best friend and he couldn't let her you know succumb to the voices alone so he started hugging her and then he decided to kill her to put her out of her misery yeah yeah so alec has a very normal response to this and he picks toad up and carries him off somewhere, and all of a sudden, the screaming just kind of stops. Yeah, it's implied that Alec just murders Toad in cold blood. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. It it seemed as if Mr. Dashner was trying to, like, Mr. put Dashner. some emotion into this. Like, these close <laughs> friends of them died from yeah. this. Which, I, I see that approach, but he just did it way too quickly and like i don't i don't even know who toad was besides he looked like a toad and he could beat up people i just yeah. could not stop picturing toad like the super mario character <laughs> kind of in like <laughs> human right. form i visioned him as like the human version of an american bulldog yeah mm. i was thinking like peter pettigrew from the movies interesting oh. just like short and stout and like wow, kind of the power awkward. of literature makes us all really think doesn't it wow it, really it truly does. does um but yeah no i agree with you nate it just felt like a lot of things happened quickly and we didn't get like any time to really get attached or like mm. understand the dynamic of these characters or like why we should care about them. No. So uh, shit just started hitting fan and um, and I was confused for a lot of it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was pretty confused. Uh, so they're all trying to figure out the disease. What What's its deal? What's its ASL? Um, you know, they think it's mutating and adapting and it takes longer to kill you as it spreads. And Alex's like, so we better not waste time. This is all a book about just we better not waste time. Yeah, they're hiking most of this book. Yeah. They set off, find another settlement. So they're like, let's check things out for an hour. Smells like death, which is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And there's a small five-year-old girl standing there. That was creepy. She, I that was creepy as fuck. <laughs> I was like, y'all don't talk to her. Run the other way. Have you not seen a horror movie? Yeah, like, if she had a doll in her hand, I would have been like, we're done. We're I mean, done. She was like I, near seven bodies. Too. I know. And a picture, I just picture her like, like every, she's covered, like there's dead bodies all around her and she's just in like a pristine, like white, like, like little girl dress and just mm -hmm. walking towards them. Yeah. And she's ominously. like, help me find my mommy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was creepy. Yeah. But she's crying and we can't take a crying kid. No. Little Dee Dee. Yeah. We can kill Toad in cold blood, but we can't take a five-year-old crying. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided to bring this child with them. Um, after she shows them, like, look, I got stung by a dart, but I'm not sick, or am I? My cult abandoned me because of it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they all think that she's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> she's really not having a good day. No, no, yeah, that was, uh, not great for her, but, um, uh, they're camping again, and don't worry, y'all, because Mark's gotta sleep for the night and have another flashback. Yeah, it's, I also wrote that Mark is so horny watching Trina with kids, and he sleeps okay <laughs> that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this dream, it is Alec leading um, Mark and Trina out of the tunnels. Um, and he's like, hey guys, I have a plan. We gotta go to the Lincoln building. 
Why Alec knows of a safe building to go to during an apocalypse, we don't know. We're just trusting it. Which, fun fact, I don't think the Lincoln Building actually exists in our world. No, I don't think so either. I think, I think, like, it's, I think it's like the really? Penn Station or something like that. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Maybe things were different in 2012. Maybe yeah. we did have... I don't actually know. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and in yet another action sequence, like, people try to stop them and Alec fights them off again. Yes. He does... Kind of interesting. He does say that they gotta go to Lincoln before the water floods because obviously if there are sun flares and they crash into the earth the the all of the polar ice caps will melt and the sea levels will rise yeah. and new york is right next and, to the atlantic uh-oh because this chaos is happening y'all water is pouring into their tunnel system um so not looking good but we're gonna wake up we're not gonna figure out mm-hmm. what's gonna happen with this water yet because we gotta wake up we gotta hike again and i love this part of the book because um trina knows mark has all these nightmares and she tells him to stop living in the past, essentially. Like, what? <laughs> Trina does? Yeah. I'm sorry, if the person She's that- like, you need to let go of, like, everything that's happened. Like, you guys lost all of your family members. No, and- I think Trina's a real one for that. Because I'm sorry, if a guy who I was, like, feeling cute with it could not let go of being like, you had a crush at, on John at your 16th okay. birthday party, I'd be like, Mark. Come on. But like, but that's not what he's not letting go of. He clearly is traumatized by the fact that they were trapped in a subway system for hours. Uh, and I'd be had to sick escape. of it too. Maggie, you're a fake. You're fake. You're being a fake bitch <laughs> right think, now. I think Trina also, should dig deeper and be mean. Poor guy. You know, he's hanging out with a little girl that reminds him of his little sister. And yeah. he even says in the book, he's like, I wish that girl was my little sister. Like, fuck this yeah. girl. I miss Madison. Like, he's going through a lot right now. Yeah, he's going through Maggie, a lot. They at, should start a relationship then. Maggie, <laughs> as my best friend who talks often about winning Homecoming Queen over 10 years ago, I think you would still be focused on what happened to you inside this tunnel mm. system. You went Homecoming Queen. I went Homecoming Queen wow, 10 years ago. That's it was awesome. pretty crazy. Well, you know what? If the world ends, I would want someone to tell me not to talk about it. Wow. Um, you know, and that's like, I mean, that's homecoming. That's, that's like, I that's mean, the that's big one. Homecoming. Yeah. You don't think Trina? Imagine <laughs> Trina being like, Mark, you need to let go of what happened in the tunnels. Like, I'm really just focusing on the fact that I went homecoming queen. I want some my crowns in my childhood home, and I'm never going to see it again. At some point, I want someone to supercut the amount of times I brought up homecoming queen on this <laughs> podcast, because I'm sure it's like... <laughs> We've also had so many opportunities to bring it up, because like everybody goes to a school dance like every six books, you know? Yeah, you know? So I probably brought it up every single time. And I think I brought it up, too, because it's impressive. It is pretty impressive. It's impressive. Well, it's not impressive, and that's a segue. <laughs> a great segue transition. Trying to figure out where we are now. Like, um, this movie is literally a group of people finding other groups of people and realizing that this group of people not bad. good. And then they lose, yeah. then someone dies, and then they go to their next yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> During this hike where Trina tells uh, Mark to get over the fact that his family's dead... Um, uh, <laughs> she's a real one they're five miles out from this giant trek they're on um, which is wild because we're not even halfway through the book so how do they hike so fast they hear people singing in the woods it's Mamma Mia here we go again Yeah. <laughs> our little six year old Dee Dee is like be careful they've been kind of the devil yeah and, and it's like how did Dee Dee know that it was them explicitly that's creepy as fuck she also says watch out for the ugly man with no ears and, we know, yeah. and you know what listeners I'm gonna I'm gonna speed this up because they go they find the singing circle people they're insane singing circle people and you know what they meet the guy with no ears his name's Jedediah and we never find out why he has no ears we're yeah. we're never his told. face got 
Oh, well, we learned his face got melted off with the sun flares, and I don't know if that also took his ears off. Nope, doesn't say. And <laughs> doesn't it, say. You just meet him, and then he dies. Yeah. Like, he the end. to death? Yeah, it's very confusing. He kind of explains a bit about their town, which is just the bird shot darts in their town, too. People two months ago, the disease. Though, so that's yeah, Two months prior, yeah. They caught the disease slower, and then Jed's saying his head's hurting, which I thought, okay, Jed has the disease when he dies. And I was also wondering how the group of friends are quarantining. Or, like, are they wearing masks? Because for a bit, Mark and Alex... They were Alex wearing were masks like, a little bit, but not. I don't think anymore. Yeah. By the time Jed died, I was like, oh, this is at the point in the book where they have to have the flare. Yeah. There is no way. Um. Okay. And here's... I have another question. Because it's, like... It's explained that, like, Jed's group, Jedediah, I'm calling him Jed affectionately That's, because he's yeah, our best friend it. now. Yeah. I mean, he did save Mark and Alec from getting beat up. That's true. So, But Jed explains yeah, that, like, their little, their little people group uh, split into a second people group. But also we find out that from, like, Mark and Alec and Trina and Lana's original village... Nobody, like, escaped, you know? Because Lana and Trina were there the whole time. They weren't, they weren't like, hey, a group of us went that way. So, like, how uh. did their village get this many people to, like, not die and leave? Versus their village, a bunch mm. of, everyone just died. Maybe in the two months from the first village attack to this village attack, they upped their game. They're oh, like, you know what, y'all? We have too many survivors from our dart brigades. Oh. This When we go to Asheville, I don't want a single survivor, you know? That's a good, Honestly, that's a good... That would make yes. a lot of sense. Like, what's what's north of Na- a- Asheville? Like, Charleston? We, when we attack Charleston. When we attack Charleston. <laughs> or Charlotteville. You <laughs> better believe I'm on no survivors. Um, yeah, things go from bad to worse because the second group just shows up out of nowhere. And then the two groups end up just fighting, which leads Mark and Alec to be able to escape. Second yes. group, uh, not as good. So there is a bonfire in the middle of the singing, dancing, um... The touring ABBA Dancing group, the moonlight. as you will. Mm-hmm. Can't fight the moonlight. And Mark and Alec pick up these logs that are on fire to use as a weapon. And, hey, sun flares have ravaged the town, the whole village. And like Nate said, Asheville has a lot of trees. It starts a fucking forest fire. Yeah. Forest fire was not on my bingo uh, card for <laughs> plot points to happen in this book. No, they somehow run the length of the inferno and they They, they wind up back exactly to where they left everybody, which, no. No, you know how big the woods are, y'all? They're, they're huge. They're huge. <laughs> and you're telling me in a forest fire, it conveniently arranged itself in a way that you could go, oh, this is where our camp was. I do kind of love that they made Alec a military man because it can just, like, answer every question. He's like, I just know the way of things. Yeah. I know how to read the stars so he's we like, go in oh, this I, direction. He's like, I hand wrote this map after the work pad so I know exactly where to go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter in the end because when they go to their campsite, Lana, Trina, and Dee Dee are not there. But there's signs of struggle. They're gone. And Alec knows how to retract Oh, the signs of struggle. <laughs> the bushes were all fucked up. That's what that that was the tell. They're like, look at those bushes. The, the berries are gone. The, the lady's dead. We don't know. They do see trail of blood though. That like that would set okay. me off. I'd be like, I don't know. I I feel like after I've just survived death, not only in my town and the little ship crash and the two groups that were just after me, maybe I'd go. Sucks that they got taken. I'm gonna leave. Also, wouldn't yeah. you be a little bit more careful? Cause it's like Mark finds the footsteps and follows them to where they got taken, which is telling me you weren't careful about your footsteps. No, 
You just heard people singing in the mountains and saw a fire. Are you not afraid? The best thing about this footsteps plotline is Alex like, this is the exact direction we're going based off the work path. (laughs) So they get to the place where the Berg returned after the trip. Um, and this is where they find that the group was taken. A boom goes off and the ground begins to rise and they realize it's a landing spot for yeah. the berg. Yeah, there's a little, like, underground uh, garage, essentially. Don't know how this one was painted. I don't know how a lot of the action scenes were painted, but they somehow, like, narrowly jump into the hole yeah. and they land on a stairwell, which is great. I guess they don't fall into the abyss. And they uh, conveniently hear two uh, berg captains uh, casually getting off their ship and being like, man, sucks that virus is mutating, huh? <laughs> our, our headquarters in Alaska is being shut down and overrun. I love when it's like movies like that where they overhear the correct thing. Yeah. It's like a poorly done improv scene I where they're just saying for, way too much detail. I would also just yeah. love instead if somebody was like just saying the most mundane thing of being like, man, I'm just tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. My stomach's really fucked up from all the bird food we've <laughs> This is when we and they're learn, like, this information is useless. <laughs> we learn the name of the disease. It's called the flare. The chapter ends on what is supposed to be a gasp moment. It wasn't. Okay, uh, gasp scores are on the table, 0 to 100. How much did you gasp at that? Two. I was like, obviously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a two. I was, I was like, okay, well. <laughs> they are making their way down this hallway of darkness, and most of the rooms have, like, open doors, and they just see the back of this guy, like, sitting on a cot, and Alec is like, let me go talk to him. Was this part of the book supposed to be, like... When you run into the Oracle and the hero's journey. I don't know. Like, like, this scene made no fucking sense. Like, this guy was like a drunk uncle that really hated his job. Yeah. It seemed like he was sick and yeah. his name was Anton and he works with the, the post-Flare Coalition and says he felt bad that so many were dead minus one girl and he was upset they gave the girl back to the people yeah so he's he basically has just guilt over uh being a government worker and being corrupt but he's he's decided to reside on his little cot in his little room and die in peace mm. um when but, his cult like co-workers the other cult yeah. that we're running into are just downstairs having a good old joel alstein rally yeah. like yeah, right I- waiting to go he does say something very interesting about the flare which was just that um it was Uh, manufactured by the government you hemorrhage in the brain and they upped the dose to wipe out half the population because they're using up resources which is fucking awful yeah and he also does give us the convenient thing that like the exact city of Asheville since I know we're in like the surrounding area of Asheville is the last safe haven in the east so thank god we learned that from him (laughs) thank god his mind's going slowly crazy but he can remember all this factual information for us yeah and before we get to the ted talk that uh nate was was hinting at (laughs) we gotta have one more dream sequence yeah because alex like alex like hey buddy we gotta sleep with this sick man (laughs) it's like alec and mark being like oh hey move over on your cot buddy they literally all like sleep in this room with cots um and this is tsunami time Water is rushing down the stairs. Tsunami Time is my favorite of James Cameron movie. Tsunami Time. <laughs> um, the prequel to Way of the Water. Yeah. Tsunami Time. <laughs> exactly. It's my favorite Avatar. And Misty falls into the water, and they say the water's too hot. Yeah, it's scalding. Mm. Uh, and they it's almost like, lose Baxter in this riff, but we don't know who ooh. the fuck Baxter is. <laughs> but it's supposed to be, like, really important. 
that they save Baxter, but we also just learn who Baxter was. Uh, I think if not in this flashback, in the flashback that happened ten pages ago. It's almost yes. as if he's trying to like create some like emotional ties to these characters that yeah. like die like Misty by in- implementing these flashbacks. Yeah. But in the flashbacks, it's just like, oh yeah, and Misty, you remember her? She's there. She's get- dead now, but she was there. Yeah. I knew her a year ago. We don't get any of his personality besides Mark being like, dang, wish he had stuck around. He was a really cool guy. Like yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Baxter was smaller than the rest of them. He didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Um, but they saved Baxter, everybody. They saved Baxter. But we also well. know Baxter wasn't with them in the beginning of the book, so what happened to him? <laughs> what happens? Um, this is, I guess, is an important dream because Mark saves Alec here, so sometimes I guess yeah. he can be useful. Yeah, and then this flashback decides to speed itself up and just say, they made it to the Lincoln building and stayed there for two weeks. <laughs> so Mark wakes Because up. of the iPad that he still has to yeah. this day. Yeah. <laughs> Mark wakes up um, after, I think he only took like a two hour nap. I think I would need a longer nap after all of my walking. And they find, they are exploring this headquarters place and they find an auditorium of like 50 people just watching a guy on stage. Damn, wish we could all fill out an auditorium like that. Okay, this group is a little self-aware though, because the guy at the front is like, hey y'all, we're all losing our minds. (laughs) Bruce. (laughs) Oh yeah, his name is Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Yes, uh, the guy is rallying the group, and pretty interesting thing, he said that they were sent there to take part in the worst civil rights fiasco since the War of 2020, and this book was written in 2012. Wow. Wow. I thought that was very... (laughs) Stop, Coney. And um, he says they gave all of the girls to the cult in his speech because it buys them time. So that means Trina, Lana, Dee Dee. They're, yeah, they're, they're not here. Gonzo. Uh, but they're also d- d- going to get a cure somehow. That's like their mission. They're going to make it to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Mark and Alec get spotted. They're trying to hide uh, underneath the, the little folding chairs. Yeah, um, I didn't know how he saw them because Bruce was like, we're going to get to Alaska, but first get the spies at the back of the Which auditorium. literally <laughs> just happened with the other like group of dancing people in the woods. They were like, hey, get spies. It was almost as if he was speaking from a teleprompter and they typed in the teleprompter like, oh, by the way, there are two people here hiding right there. They're traitors. Yeah. Yeah. They are not good at hiding. It reminds me of the scene in the Pink Panther with Steve Martin where they have the bodysuits on and both sides are different colors of the wall and they're just... Spinning. I'm sorry, I just watched Pink Panther. I, mean, I, I haven't seen I, that you, movie You mentioned yet. it last night when we were doing game night, too, so I love how you brought this up twice on <laughs> <every> weekend. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Anyways, doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Hey, Maggie, it matters. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, uh, chaos ensues, uh, such as the theme of this book. Uh, they get chased out of the auditorium mm-hmm. and up the stairwell, but wait a minute. They're not following us up the stairwell. Um, and then this turns into a weird sneak attack. Uh, I didn't really know the logistics of how they stopped at the stairwell and then they were suddenly in the room that they went into. It's like they go up the stairwell, the screaming stops behind them and they're like, oh, perfect. And then they run down the hallway. They go to where the Berg is in the Berg pilot circular thing. And there's two pilots that they have to fight to get on there. One Why one. weren't the pilots in the auditorium with everybody else? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I have it, so many questions for this book. It is pretty crazy because this is when Mark realizes he has the flare. I thought this was pretty uh, brutal. So the male pilot gets on the Berg as they're escaping, and also there's like all of the people who are going crazy kind of on the ground too. Mm-hmm. And he gets in a tussle and 
gets the upper hand and has him like halfway out the ramp as it is like closing and just crushes his chest in. Yeah. Mike's like, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. This is a good time. Yeah, and then Mark is also like, oh no, I am not well. <laughs> yeah, it's like he I'm loves like, killing that pilot a little too much. You know, when yeah. it's like you have a lot of like shots and you're like, I am invincible. I am uh, never gonna die. And then like you kind of have that backwards monologue of like, I am the drunkest I've ever been right now. That's kind of what I feel like Mark's logic is right now. It is so funny. It's kind of insane that you can sober up in that moment to be like, I've been drinking a lot. But then I get like such great focus on being like, I must take three shots right now. Yeah, I could probably do math in that time. Yeah, and then I get more drunk. Exactly. That's Mark. It's called ebb and flow. Oh. Exactly. Um, so he's like, I'm going to let Alec know eventually that I think that I have the flare, but not right now. Because someone's hijacking this ship. <laughs> yep. Uh, he sees a guy who's been holding onto the berg. He kind of breaks the window and starts climbing in. And Which, we- like, how did he climb the berg with a hammer? Because it said, like, the guy breaks the window with a hammer. I don't know. He breaks it's the like window with like, his with- mouth or something. And- no idea. This is an action sequence that takes place twice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This guy. So you guys loved it the first time. You're gonna get a do-over. So he's like half in, half out this window, grabbing Mark, trying to get him off the ship. And then I don't, I don't know. I assume Mark was halfway out the window, holding him, and then Alec helps push the guy off. But it doesn't matter because they're flying, baby. Yeah. So the guy just plumps to the ground, man. Um, they land the ship in just, like, a neighborhood, and they're like, well, we should eat, talk, and then, like, probably sleep again so you can have one of those flashbacks <laughs> that explains how we got here, huh? And Mark's like, yeah, I just killed a pilot, and I kind of loved it a lot, so I think sleep is the next best thing to do. Yeah. I think so. I think that that's the time to hey, reflect. Hey, fellas, you know when you just kill someone, you gotta sleep it off? <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> um, so this, this little flashback memory... It's just life in the Lincoln building. Uh, we find out that they're not staying near the windows because of the solar flares. Get rid of the six gays of WeHo. Do life in the Lincoln building. <laughs> and they've been living off like vending machine food yeah. for God knows how long. Yeah, Mark's been sleeping under a conference table, which I thought, thought like was fit, was just fitting for him. Yeah. And they are in New York, as you do in the Big Apple, and they see this boat driving down because, Broadway. Because the, the streets are water now. Tsunami time. Tsunami, tsunami time. time. Yeah. So tsunami time. And the boat's time too. The streets are water. <laughs> the boat sees them and pulls in near like the fifth story floor is the bottom of where you can now go outside. And this this guy's just like, hello, group of people, I got a gun and shoots past her three times. I'm not kidding, that's like literally what happens. And he comes out of nowhere. Like it's just it was supposed to be like a, oh, jaw on the floor. This guy's bad news, but it was like Wait, what? Yeah. I truly loved this scene because he he just shot Baxter three times in the chest and no one really reacts. There's like one sentence from Mark like, dang, Baxter's kind of cool guy. And then they keep going on their day. Well, he says there, he's like, that's what did it for me. That's when I knew life was, like he had some like sort of comment about yeah, it. Like, where oh, like, this is when I knew life was never going to be the same. It's like, yeah. really? This really? was it? Your You're baby sleeping. sister is dead. You're sleeping under a conference table. <laughs> Oh my god. It's it's like, I like to imagine it's like they take shifts uh, with their hands in the vending machine instead of just breaking the glass and they're just trying to fish it out of the bottom. I also love how like the guy that shoots Baxter is like trying to like be all 
what's the word like dominant yeah. or whatever like trying to like show how, oh, like yeah. how big he is and then like he has his little accomplice lady yeah. where anytime she like agrees with him he's like shut up bitch and, yeah. like, <laughs> and she's like oh yeah totally yeah. sorry she like, just refers to him as boss and I just kept referring to her as boss's lady because she neither of them got me she's boss baby so um, the people from the ship go they rummage their place for things for the boat and um, as they're doing that Alec kind of charges the guy and pushes him out of like a 12 story building yeah so he lands in the tsunami water lands in the tsunami water um Alec goes to and then mark grabs him again they um, all get on the boat and you know and as they're sailing away down down broadway street um mark watches through the window as boss's lady just kills herself which yeah. i think was supposed to be another like jaw-dropping moment <laughs> um but it also it was confusing yeah when really like james is just daddy dashner Daddy Dashner, formerly Mr. Dashner. Yeah, it's more like, wow, this this woman's man is no longer around, so this woman, she's got to go. She's nothing to live for. for. Dude, I hate when boss is is gone and dead. Yeah. I also... When boss daddy go bye-bye, I go (laughs) bye-bye. Boss daddy go (laughs) bye-bye. Dan, she said, I'm going down with the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Even more bad news bears, Mark is awake again. Oh, God, I hate it Uh, when he's awake. (laughs) But don't worry, because Alec knows exactly where the group of people they're looking for is, and they're conveniently a a good walk away. Because military. Yeah, because military. He figured it out. They flew over this bonfire site, and he thinks that the people near the bonfire have... Trina, Lena, I put Serena, whatever. I was, Lana, forget, I was yeah. forgetting Dee Dee's name. I, yeah, uh, Lana. I feel like Lana really just did not get the character development that they tried no. to give Trina. No. But Alec <laughs> is like, before we do that, let's check the ship for any weapons. And they find the coolest fucking weapon, which yeah. is called a trans vice. He really likes making any, just putting trans in everything. He's an ally. He's an ally. <laughs> we got flat trans. We got trans vice. Um, we get it. You love us. And... But you have to charge them, which I find hilarious. I know. And it just turns people to dust. Yeah, it it evaporates them. Yeah. Just pulls apart, like, all of the molecules in their body. Yeah. And they're like, let's try this. Let's get out there. Yeah, I was like, hey, let's... We have time in this book for Alex to be like, great, I'll just, uh, take a couple pages to show you how this works. (laughs) Mark's like, I've tasted blood. I want to be the next virus in this world. Like, like I will kill every motherfucker like in Ash, chapter, in North Carolina. He really does. <laughs> With the last chapter being Mark watching someone commit suicide, and now we're spending time just Alec being like the dad he never had, being like, let me show you how to shoot a gun, kid. <laughs> yeah, you know how people in um, movies will go and they just kind of shoot the tin, tin things? That's a little bit what Alec is doing, except they're going into the suburbs and a crazy man is running at them and Alec just vaporizes him. Yep. That's their stand with me yeah. moment. Stand by me? Is that the stand, movie? Stand by me? Yeah. Stand by yeah. Me. So they're like going through this village of crazy people. Yeah. That's what they call I people. Wrote, I'm crazy. Say, this scene is too long. <laughs> because it was. Oh my gosh, is this okay, so they're sleuthing <laughs> through houses. There's like, it's like killing people. Well, yeah, they are. They like find a house with like a woman who's going crazy and there's a bunch of dirty children in it. Yeah. And then they find like a man in a basement holding a match and he's covered in gasoline dude it was graphic too they're like the children smelt like shit because they all were covered in it or something like that it was bad yeah it is it's there's everything has gone to hell they see some guy like chewing a cat there's 30 people just laying on top of each other which honestly that doesn't sound bad yeah it's orgy that sounds oh i was thinking of like like you know when you're sad and you just like a cuddle puddle yeah like a cuddle puddle a siesta 
It's like sorry, I took that to the inappropriate version, guys. You I did. apologize. Hey, you know what? It's a future dystopian. There's gonna be an orgy somewhere, you know. You're right. Yeah. And they're just checking for their friends when they see these three men dragging a bloodied and bruised and missing some hair, Lana. Oof. Yeah, they describe Tough it really stuff. graphic that like her hair has been like ripped out and there's like patches of red blood all over her scalp. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. And neither Mark nor Alec can like take a shot at a guy around her um because they don't have a clear shot and then one guy gets a knife out and stabs her repeatedly yeah that was graphic yeah more keep coming for lana and they shoot and vaporize the guys and all of them conveniently they vaporize lana to put her out of her suffering which i think i i would too i mean like she's gonna die i mean i feel like if they should have just done that sooner it was obvious from the get-go she wasn't gonna get out of it so why take the time to be like we can't get a clear shot like Get a control alt delete yeah. man, like get them all in one. Yeah, yeah. do do a, a swipe, swipe remove, swipe remove. What like bothered me about this part of the book was like Lana did that, like nothing Lana did like gave to the story, and so like yeah. her death like just felt so brutal, like yeah. brutal and like a waste. Like yeah. like at yeah. least like when you have big characters, at least have them die for something. Yeah. And like I feel like Lana was just this example of like. A useless death, like Baxter. But at yeah. least Baxter, we got a little giggle out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my one critique about this death is like Nate's. It wasn't funny. It enough. wasn't funny, <laughs> it enough. funny enough. So they have the word "kill" in the title. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I guess this is the kill order they were talking about. So they figured next move is to go into this house that Lana just got dragged out of. But first, I just want to comment on something that I found noteworthy about this little village. Yes, well, I guess the yes. whole the Maze Runner lore as a whole, which I just discovered in this book, is uh, Crank. When yeah. they talked about how everyone was on Crank. And yeah. Now, I'm not super familiar with like the the trilogy books. I only read the first two. Uh-huh. Is Crank mentioned a lot in the original three? No. Yeah, only in the se- not in the first book at all. Cranks okay. don't exist because they're in the maze the whole time. Two mm-hmm. and three. Two and three it's mentioned. Well, because they're like, Crank's a drug and you're all crankers. Like, that, that's something they called, like, meth addicts. And I yeah, just thought that did. was, like, so weird. Yeah. That's all. I just thought I wanted it to is. mention that. It is crazy. Maybe the flare is just meth. Wow. Now that's pretty metaphorical. Like It could be. Yeah. I mean, drugs did ravage communities. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And Crazy. But we don't have time for it. We don't, we don't have time. We don't have time. We gotta get to the next place. We gotta find it. We gotta find, we gotta find Dee Dee. Because Dee Dee, because Dee Dee has no redeeming qualities besides being a five-year-old girl, apparently. Yeah. Honestly, sympathy points for Dee Dee because her parents gave her that name. Oh, uh, yeah. So they go in. <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. and Mrs. Dee Dee. Wow. Know. Mr. and Mrs. Dee Dee. So they go in the first of her name. So they go into the basement and little girl Dee Dee says Trina is sick and Trina looks at Mark and goes, who are you? And he's like, God, this is like high school all over again. (laughs) Um, And then they have to try to leave this house. But like the way this scene reads is there's like 500 people in this house. Like it is confusing because there's too many people in the basement and on the stairwell and then in the dining room and the living room. And they're trying to zap people as best as they can. Um, but there's too many, so they're, like, forced back downstairs. Trina gets them to, like, stop for a second. It is so weird. It's confusing. She, yeah. she yells out that Mark and Alec are just trying to save them and to make a path. And they all do. Which, why are they listening to her? I don't know. I think it's kind of like in book three when they're doing the van sequence and then the cranks all stop to let them, like, move out of the way and then they attack anyway. Oh, I, I think guess. I think James mm. Dashner is trying to get that kind of same um, vibe here. But it just doesn't work in this scenario. It is kind of interesting because, like, Nude had a bit of solidarity with the cranks in the 
second or third one. Oh, third, third, because he goes crazy in that one. When they come to get him, and they're like, well, he's a part of our community now. So maybe just cranks are really loyal. Yeah. Who knows? Um. So they're walking upstairs. Everyone is in a line. Mark's they're... gun gets taken from him as they're going upstairs. Yeah. They he do. Somehow manages to bye-bye. lose a gun that you have to plug into the wall and charge. Yeah. Like, I find that nuts. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, the crazy crank start, or whoever, like, starts using it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like... Maybe I just read the book wrong, but I feel like he noticed that he lost it when he saw someone else using the yeah, gun. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yes. Why is Mark around? I don't know. Mark Mark, Mark does not take initiative on anything. It's <laughs> like, Alex always like, Mark, you do this. And Mark's like, okay. like I'm yeah. going to nap. Yeah. <laughs> he s- sees that they start taking Trina and Dee Dee upstairs, so he tries to go save them. And at this point, like they said, the crank figures out how to... Use the trans vice, and they're like escaping through this window. I really liked this scene as this rogue guy just like steps out onto the doorstep and he's just fucking vaporizing everyone. <laughs> like honestly, opposite a canceled character. I want to give a shout out to him because I fucking loved that. That will be our justice for character for the entire series that we do. That man was a hero. That was so funny. That was just that chaotic was evil. That was so funny. Yeah, it's described laughably that it's like, yeah, this guy just going crazy, just zapping people into thin air. Straight in the chest, turning mist. Yeah. He's vaporizing people, and Mark is like, this seems like a really good time to ask Trina if she truly has no clue who I am. And this guy's just like, <laughs> just killing people <laughs> on the front lawn. Um, but they make their way back to the Berg, thank goodness. Uh. Oh, yeah. Um, they have food and they're eating there. Mark ends up finding the work pad, which has a file conveniently named Kill Order, which explains why they're unleashing this virus. It's basically just what Anton had told them a minute ago. So it's like, oh, this isn't really news. This was already said to us a hundred pages ago. It's just there's too many people and not enough resources. And they said, like, at first people were upset about this idea. And they're like, how could we ever do this? The group of scientists. And they're like, well, I guess we just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then Mark's like, boy, am I traumatized by reading all this stuff I already knew. I'm gonna take a nap. (laughs) And guess what? This is a good dream because this is about Thunder and Trina getting close to him in the mountains. Yeah, they're like in a little cave and it's raining. They're snuggling, talking about settlements, how she's glad she got out with (laughs) that longest road in Settlers of Catan. (laughs) You know, pretty sexy stuff, just pillow talk. Uh, But when they wake up, it's not looking good, y'all, because Alec is sick and he's deteriorating fast. Which yeah. sucks. He's like, I can't die for nothing. We are taking the little girl to Asheville, and I need to teach you how to drive this helicopter. Um, Alec tells him to check on the girls, and he does. And er, and Mark goes and sees Dee Dee and Trina, and they're terrified. Yeah. And they say the boogeyman is up there with his friends. Yeah, they're squatters. There's squatters on the ship. <laughs> and guess what? One of the squatters gets the trans vice and, uh, when Mark comes back with it. Yeah, Mike has to fight him through the window of the ship that's open. So we get that scene just... Literally word for word again. Uh, Mike ends up doing it without Alex's help this time, killing this guy. Um, and um, he just basically hides from the other dude with the trans vice, pretty much, for a little bit. Is this oh, when yeah. He threw the guy out the, yeah. Out the window? Yeah. Yeah. See, he loves to throw people out windows. Um, but now, okay, it's page 320. We make it to Asheville. 
Um, oh, yes. We make it to Asheville. And boy, do we have to wrap this book up because none of this, what's about to happen, makes any sense. Nope. They see one of the post-Flare Coalition buildings and they start... They quit immediately. They start going <laughs> towards it. They've already landed. Uh, they land outside the entrance. Alex uh, drops him off. And Alex's like, you know what you gotta do. Mark's like, yep. And Mark's like, man, never gonna see that guy again. And it's like, wait, what did you guys agree on? I don't know. Alex just drops him off. Like, I thought he was gonna learn how to fly the plane. But no, Alex is like, get out. And then he takes off. Yeah, and then like, well, the, the flat trans is there. Yeah. But was it like, they're an understanding that like, Alec knew that he was gonna have to crash... I don't into, know. I guess like that's that, what he meant by like, oh, I'll never see you again because like we're all gonna die. I think that's yeah. what it was supposed to be, but it wasn't explained. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't. But Trina and Mark are having a little send off with Dee Dee. They're like, I, we need you to be brave. We need you to go through the flat trance. And Mark gives Dee Dee a piece of paper that says she's immune. Use her before the crazy people find you. Yeah. And so she goes through the flat trance. He actually she, just wrote down LOL OMG not sick. Yeah. Gives it to her. Goes through the portal. <laughs> he wrote whose <laughs> child is this? And just shoved it through. Uh, but Trina and Mark kiss. And then like Trina pulls away and is like, Mark, I remember you. <gasps> and that's where that one ends. And then we get the epilogue. Well, no, because then Alec crashes Virg into the yeah. building and everything explodes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, as it's happening. Yeah, and that ruins the, the little safe haven in Asheville. The last word in this book is Mark. Aww. Pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. But we get an epilogue that makes no sense, too. So. <laughs> yep, it's a woman and her son and people come in like, we appreciate you willing to make a sacrifice. And she tells the little kid to go on and be brave. And the people in the suit look at the light bulb and they go, hmm, we will name him Thomas. Yeah. Right in front of the woman that named him, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the disrespect. That, oh. like, that ep- epilogue? Yeah, that yeah. epilogue, like, that to me gave me, like, the most emotional reaction throughout the entire book. Because I mean, it was like a mother saying goodbye to her child. We technically but... also didn't really see that scene. Uh, in the first book a little bit because it's like it's this exact scene of her being like signing over papers it's like he gets this when he um gets stung by the griever and is starting to get his memories back Um, he has a memory of his mom giving him away and remembers that like his dad went crazy so i thought it was weird to put it here because it's like we technically already kind of knew this yeah we got like a little more like color to it now Mm -hmm. i know the epilogues and prologues for this seemed so so disjointed a lot so of things in this book seemed disjointed i'll say i felt like it had a framework for a really good pro prequel yeah like you know a, a ragtag group of people who like love each other that have been together since the the end of the world event happened and then like one by one they die to like help this little girl who clearly can like save the world somehow potentially like that's like that's a pretty cool idea but just the delivery of it all was just so like you want to know what i think would have been better let's hear it i think it should have uh the entire all the flashbacks should have been the main story and i think they should have become a part of the post flare coalition and been the ones that started the virus and are living with that i feel like that should have been the the kind of cool the like kind of like okay yeah these are survivors they're gonna try and help like you know this world, maybe they're volunteering and then they get appointed by the government to accidentally spread this virus and now they have to live with the guilt like Anton was living with. It really didn't seem like it was two stories. Like James Dashner wanted, okay, I want the story of when the flare completely ruined the earth and then I also want the one of how the virus started. Yeah. And I I wanted one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it's like the solar flares were so much more interesting than this. So it's like... 
I would have loved people just running through tunnels. Yeah. Like that, that, the, that, that framework works because we, we listened to people run through mazes for an entire book and we thought that was great. Take the mazes underground. That's awesome. Yep. But anyways, Uh, that is the technically fourth book in the series, but it's the prequel. prequel. The kill Um, order. And I guess that brings us to our top five. It does. And our top five for this book um, is the one that we all could not stop talking about. It is top five better titles for this book. <laughs> and Nate, I think you have to come in hot with number five. Number, all right. Um, the number five, the not Bechdel test. Name one time it passes it. Right? Yeah. Oh my like, God. God, the one line of Mark being like, she got a hot body and dazzling eyes. I damn. was like, Like, yeah. I was texting Laura about this before coming over. Like, James Dasher... Does not thrive in creating complex female characters. No, they're all like, the same am I when you think wrong? About it. Like, they really are all the same. Yeah. And uh, like, have you seen the movies yet? No, no, no you haven't. No, you haven't. haven't. Have you seen the movies? I have. Yeah. Well, okay. I've, seen, I've only seen the first two. And in the first movie, can I talk a little bit? Oh like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, in the first movie, uh, Teresa. Yeah. Is like she's actually in like all of the movie. I mean, she pops up really quickly in the first book yeah but she's like passed out That's for like so half cool. of it like she's kind of like asleep for a good portion she's of it coma, she is yeah. not in a coma in the in the movie really? at all and i wonder if like oh, the producers that. were like we should maybe like change this like, up have a character in yeah this, yeah and then like i'm like on names so, like brenda the, brenda like who only Horrible communicates name. via like posthumous okay. emails apparently or something like like or like yeah where she's like oh everything that she says is like through email right in the books oh that's, that's ava page the oh, oh ava, ava page, page. Sorry, yeah, yeah sorry ava page um, they actually just make her a real character in the movie. Like, she's, like, uh, walking around human in the in the oh. movies, too. Be- like, oh. it was almost as if they were, like, we need to actually, like, give more, like, women roles in these movies. Because, yeah. like, the book adaptations. So, th- mine, my, that's what I think is the not Bechdel test. Yeah. I think that that's and a that, really And that good runs name. deep in this series. For sure. <laughs> um... I, I will say, to before we go on to the next one, it's so interesting because we read such, like, care- books that are so, like female dominated and yeah. we get like maybe one like male character so now we're in a world where it's just a sea of male characters <laughs> it's and finding like it's a, the complete opposite yeah um number four um we think this book should be called the fever code because literally everybody's getting the illness um maggie and i have started the next prequel it doesn't make sense that that is called the fever code we I have don't get it. We're gotten confused. it mixed up so many times. Yeah. Texting. I've called this book The Death Cure. I've called the other one The Kill Order. Books three, four, five just don't make sense title-wise. No. This one especially, though. For number three, we were thinking, since it is essentially the same plot, to name it Flare One. Yeah, like Rogue One. Like Rogue One. A Star Wars story. Exactly. Why not? Hey, and that one had a female character. Damn, you're so right. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Think, think of the things you can do when you open up your mind. Damn. You know? Nate, you should bring us in with number two. Number two, <laughs> Coney 2012, The Kill Order. Yeah. Because this book came out in 2012. And, and that makes more sense than anything that happened in this book. Hey, do you think that The Kill Order coming out in 2012 is the reason we couldn't stop him? Damn. You, you can do so much when you open your People mind. People say a lot of things about this podcast, but I think we can all agree that this podcast makes you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that the Kill Order and Macklemore Ryan Lewis album, The Heist, came out in the same year. Wow. wow. I'm just saying. There's something there. 
I want to pop some tags. A prophet once yeah. more. What, 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 the, Anton. What, the, what the director didn't want you to know was Mark did have $20 in his pocket the entire time. <laughs> oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last line in the book. <laughs> I'm quoting the thrift store song. Um, and number one, better titles. We think it should just be called Save the Girl, comma, the princess Dee Dee Diary. And honestly, it would make sense because they really give a shit about Dee Dee. We're like, reaching yeah. two crowds with this. We're reaching Save the Girl, which could be heroes and is basically the whole thing. And then we have the Princess Dee Dee Diaries. The issue with this whole Save the Girl plotline is it's not introduced till like midway through the book. But it, once it's introduced, it's the whole plot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just went, like, okay. This was all over the fucking place, if Jesus. D, if Dee Dee, like, if if we knew Dee Dee from the start of the book, and we knew yeah. that she couldn't get sick for some reason, like, we, they discovered it, like, yeah. during the attack, and then she was kidnapped, that would make the chase make the, way like, more sense. It would sense. make way more sense if it was, like, yeah. we, like Dee Dee's, like, older brother trying to find her because yeah. it's a sister that, like, got, got abducted by yeah. Wicked or something. Or Mark misses his sister, and he sees his sister in Dee Dee, yeah. and feels, like, in... The Last of Us. That's basically yeah, but the they never really oh, made that yeah. comparison. Yeah, it... this book could never be The Last of Us. Could no. never. No, because it, it quite literally isn't. <laughs> quite literally isn't. So we're not going to read the the third, the third prequel. I, I guess. Don't think we are. I don't, I don't think we need to. I think we devoted a lot of time to the Maze Runner. You, yeah, you have. And we I did. think we can rest in peace knowing that this series doesn't need a third prequel. But it is pretty interesting. A lot of we got James Dashner and we got Suzanne Collins trying to revive oh, yeah. books of our mm. youth. I mean, well, yeah, like James Dasher, what he did at two prequels, and then he's doing another one. From I think November this one's a sequel, The Maze Cutter. Yeah, but still, it's a lot to be like. Let me just go back. You know, sometimes we just gotta let things be. Sometimes we do. Um, but guys, I think we have to talk canceled character. Oh, that's right. I know. I think so. And as always, I did not write one down. I don't know. Yeah, so, so I, I didn't write one down either. So let's really think. You know what? <laughs> I know my favorite character is the crank with the gun. Yeah, we know the, the, the crowned character of the week is going to be the crank <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> So for for listeners that may be new and, and also for myself, can yeah. you what, can you tell me a little bit more about the canceled character? It is like the just character the you one just we're fucking canceling. Oh, just like so the I'm most. gonna cancel Mark. <laughs> I was gonna cancel Mark too. Great name. Yeah, I would love Mark. to cancel Mark. Right. So the reasons I I think we were all going to cancel Mark is because he objectifies Trina. He has no yes. real interest in her. He yes. does not take any action. Um, it doesn't really seem like he. Uh, cares enough about anything that's going on he just kind of is like going along to seem like he's tough yeah and he seems like he would drive a nissan cube yeah yeah and he strikes me as someone that like wouldn't honor alex pronouns and i don't think yes he, oh and my I, god and i don't yeah. think he knows where the clit is no no he treats women like objects yeah well trina forgot about him so yeah you know. exactly yeah and he also crushed a guy in a fucking closing door <laughs> Pretty nice. I think that was the most horrible death in this book. <laughs> that was book. so bad. It was pretty bad. Out yeah. of a plane, right? Was it, was, it, out it of was a plane? It was before yeah. he was trying to get up on the plane. The, oh, okay. the, the, the window person was different. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, Mark, I think, killed the most people. I think right. so. Yeah, because Alec, like, he killed some, but, like, Mark did most of the bidding. Oh, at the end, yeah. when he went through the, the crank village or whatever. Crank village. The crazy crank village. He was just going like, hard. Like, It was the purge. <laughs> he was purging Whoville. Yeah, honestly, the cho- 
choice to have them just go through a fucking suburban neighborhood vaporizing a bunch of people was weird. It was it was a choice. I it was say. a choice. I also would love just or I what I I would also like to say I love how James Dashner when he talks about like emotional impact whatever to like the main characters he's like I'm gonna do the worst thing that could ever happen to a guy to a character and that is have a girl forget about him (laughs) knife in the heart (laughs) not the first book he's done that in either I just love that god it is it is true yeah James James Dashner really does love to be like I'm gonna keep you on your edge of your seat your entire time and I was like "You, you, you if you set the bar too high Anything else you do after that is just, like, kind of going to fall flat. Mm. Yeah. Like, the moment, like, a bird came in and started just, like, murderously killing innocent people, it was like, you can't really, can't really do anything to outshock that. That yeah. was a pretty big plot point. You can't. And I guess that kind of brings us to the end of the kill order. I yeah. had to look at the book because I was going to say Fever Code. And, hey, I would have done it too. Mm. Um, next week is Fever Code. Yes. Um, and it is the fifth and final prequel of the Maze Runner series because I do believe the Maze Cutter is a sequel. And if it's not, we were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. You know what? I'm gonna, I want to be confident and wrong in yeah. 2023. Nate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you Love had you a, all. a good time. I had a blast. It was great to read this book just to really remind myself that there are other good books out there. Yay! Yes. Or that there are good books out there and this isn't one of them. Yes. <laughs> Um, that was so much fun. So if you wanna follow Nate. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Nate Todd underscore. Uh, on Twitter I'm Nate Todd. And wow, no underscore. Super no, hot. And, no underscore there. Um I'm not gonna give you my email. I know you all like yeah, to give your email. We are, we're gonna piggyback off that and give you our email right fucking now. Yes. And, it um, is Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. Send us a fucking email. We love it. It makes our day every single time. We do. And on Twitter and TikTok, we are Yahweh Reddit. On Instagram, we are Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. We love them underscores. Yeah. We love the underscores. My dad follows that. My dad follows both of you and the Maggie wow. and Laura probably. Sounds like everybody pressure is on. Yeah. Taking a page out of Nate Todd's gonna, dad's I, book. I Alex not say. the only daddy who we like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, thank you, uh, everybody for listening. Thank you, Nate. And we'll see you all next week for The Fever Code. Bum, bum, Ooh, la, la. I said it right. Bye, everyone. Bye. How long was